It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! RSL fans, welcome back to another episode of RSL Sunday podcast. It was a very sad and upsetting uh, defeat last night in the Emerald City, to say the least. I'm your host, Marcos, with Connor and Royce as well. Um, but before we dive in and talk uh, about the heart-wrenching defeat, because we have a lot to, to cover today in today's episode, um, like every week, we have some trivia, some RSL trivia to go over with you guys. Um, every week, we'll have it on our Twitter page, so at RSL Sunday Pod. To, to get you guys up to date with all, all of our trivia questions. But today's trivia is a two-part question. So who was RSL's first ever head coach and where was he coaching before RSL? So your options are John Ellinger with the U17, John Ellinger with UMBC, Jason Kreiss with NYCFC, or Jason Kreiss at Duke? Uh, my first thought was Jason Christ, but that's I'm I'm might be too young for this question, but that's just like the first coach that popped in my head when I start thinking of older RSL coaches. Um, so I said Jason Christ at Duke, but based on everyone else's answers, I'm not feeling too confident. I was definitely in a minority there. <laughs> All right, you, I'm gonna tell you why why you're wrong, Don. So, um, Jason Christ actually played for our remember so it'd be kind of hard for him to coach and play oh, I'm right. correct yeah so <laughs> i would just go with john ellinger at u17 i honestly don't know what team it was but it definitely wasn't jason christ so i'm taking a 50 50 shot here yeah that, that, that's correct it was a uh, john ellinger he was actually coaching the u17 national team before he took the reins of rsl in 2005 so he was just here for a short little stint only for two years and then and then, of course, Jason Christ took the reins. Yeah, so I, that's my fault for not even remembering that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That, 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 I guess that makes me feel older. It makes me you feel extra young. <laughs> one of yeah. the two. Um, yeah, yeah. Like every week, like I said, every week we'll have some RSL trivia. So make sure you, you stay up to date on our on our Twitter page. Um, but let, let's get right into it. So with uh, last night's heart wrenching defeat, two nothing against Seattle Sounders up there in the Emerald City. Oh man, that was that was brutal. Don't you guys agree? Yeah, I Yeah, no, that was awful. That was not a fun watch. I at the beginning like first 15ish minutes, I thought we were making like playing some decent ball. We like were threading some passes together. It looked like we were playing decent and then I don't know, it just it all kind of fell apart. The midfield wasn't clicking. The defense looked shaky. It was just rough front to back. Yeah, honestly, I agree with that. Um, I mean, in the whole game, they had a 60-40% possession for Seattle. So they really just dominated us. And in the first half, it was even like 65-35%. So we really were just kind of out there doing some cardio in the first half. I mean, they only scored <laughs> they only scored one goal, but Honestly, just to tell the game was like, it could have been so many more. Like the fact that it was only two zeros, kind of crazy to me. Um, I'm glad yeah, it was only two zero because I was like, 
Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm glad it was 2-0 because that was my prediction. So, at least I got that <laughs> right. But, no, it was honestly, we were lucky to walk away with only 2-0. I mean, doesn't hurt our goal difference as bad. But we honestly, there was no way we were winning that game. Yeah, at the at the end of the first half, we actually had 0.02 xg. Um, oh, I don't geez. know if everyone is familiar about <laughs> that's expected goals, which is just like it's calculated when like just off of plays what they think the expected goal rate for that play would be. And yeah, we were at 0. 0.02, so not exactly the best first half from us. Um, I don't I, think I, any. I, I've never known that. I didn't know it could go that low, but yeah. we, we definitely <laughs> seriously. We're, we're setting records, but I don't think any yeah, of the players would say anything otherwise. I think they all know that they played bad. They're not happy with the result either. So the oh, best we sure. can do and, is just build from that. And, and Royce yeah. just touched on it. Uh, Royce touched on it before, but like like every game, we'll do our, our match predictions, and Royce got this one correct. So 1-0 for Royce. He, he guessed 2-0. Two, two I... I I thought we were going to slip away with three, three points. I don't know what I was thinking there, but Royce, Royce, one and all, good, good job there. Yeah, if he, um, but if he predicts another loss and we lose, I don't know. I might have to have him stop doing predictions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was at Kaye last night, and it, it was a good atmosphere because last night was supporters' night, so we got the brigade. We had Salt City United, so before the match, everybody was practicing their cheers, getting hyped for home opener this Saturday. Um, but of course, after the first goal by Jordan Morris, the, the whole whole atmosphere just got dead quiet. Oh, I'm sure it was it, it was it was sad. Um, but but of course, Jasper Lofflesen was there, hanging out with the, some fans, playing some uh, soccer tennis, showing off some some of that since he was on suspension. So that, that that was cool to interact and see him there. Yeah, he didn't spit on anyone, did he? <laughs> I, I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um. But let's hit on. We'll start with the overall performance. What, what? Of course, there was. It's kind of hard to see from our, from our side. What? What was the best overall performance uh, from us? Uh, I would go. Honestly, probably Zach McMath. I know he let in two goals, but he had a lot of crazy crucial saves that they could have scored a lot more on, or at least getting the ball pushed out and deflected. Um, I'm going to go McMath. I don't think there was a single man of the match, to be honest, but I'll give it to him just because I thought he made some solid saves and yeah. definitely could have been a lot more than two without him. I I would have said the same. Uh, he had five saves. Um, I mean, they hit the post, so like he kind of got lucky there, but I, both of those goals were kind of unsavable. I wouldn't have expected yeah. him to do anything, really, but other than that, there really wasn't a bright spot on the field, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. Justin Glad had that insane goal line clearance, which was huge. But then just later on, kind of on both goals, he was involved. Um, that second one, when he tried to clear the ball, he just kicked it right oh, to them inside gosh. the box. Like, he had no awareness that he actually could have taken a couple touches and, like, actually got a decent clearance. So, in fact, he gave that one away and then – he just misjudged that first header on the first goal. So, um, yeah, that first goal. I don't looked know. So it looks so like little league watching it back, just like the defending yeah. on it was just so frustrating. They both mm-hmm. just completely misjudged it, and Morris just walks in there in between two guys and is able to get that header off. I don't know. It's just I was watching back the highlights before we started recording, and it was just oh, it's frustrating to watch to say the least. 
Yeah. yeah. And, 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 he, and Jordan Morris is off to a great start. Two games and already three goals. Yeah. You, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was also just the Sounders played a lot better than us. Like, we maybe could have scraped a, a result against a team that wasn't as informed, but, man, they looked good last night. They were they were clicking on all phases. I thought Rusnak was super good as well through the middle. Um, nice to see him where he's supposed to be played. Um pulling the strings there but yeah they, mm-hmm. they they looked stellar last night yeah you you, you guys mentioned it the the goal line clearance I, I think best performance like overall performance i think justin glad but it's kind of hard to have be the best performance when you're playing defense and you let in two goals especially with jordan trying to guard jordan morris off a, a good header um but as silly as it sounds i I'm going to have to go with mcmath as well even though he's let in two goals but he had some massive saves that kept us in that early in the game and then i have to go with the post as well that post okay. saved us too. <laughs> yeah. what would um, you what would you guys say for uh worst performance of the match uh weakness i'm gonna have to go like same thing we mentioned last week it's it's gonna probably be a dead we're gonna beat a dead horse all season it's probably our, our midfield yeah uh, some might some might say it's the the fact that we've played two games on turf but I just think it's the formation that Pablo is playing. He, because we had Lothlison and no Pablo Ruiz because of green card issues still in Argentina, I just think that Pablo just still resorts to playing with the four-two-three-one. He just wants to keep playing with two two defensive mids with Caldwell being there. I think that he should have gone with going back to the original days of Jason Christ doing that the diamond formation. Have Ojeda down there at the defensive mid, and then Krylock up top with, in my opinion, Rubio Rubin and then Savarino up top. Yeah, I I think it could be tough for them to just be switching formations so much. I think that might be why he's just sticking to his guns. Um, yeah. I'm hoping yeah. once we get the the right guys back and we have a full team, I'm hoping things start clicking. Because there definitely is bright spots where you can see what our plan is and like we can play good football if we are clicking on all, on all phases. But last night showed when certain things aren't working it kind of like the whole thing just kind of unravels and uh without getting solid midfielders i feel like it's just going to be a hard season to watch because it's going to be a lot of that same stuff where if the midfielder's not working we're not gonna be able to build out the back and then just the whole game plan falls apart from there yeah no definitely and you could even argue even with last night's lineup we could potentially see five different starters for our best lineup. Like we're still waiting on Brian Vera and he could slide in at left back for Oviedo. We looked good the first week, but it wasn't anything special last night. Yeah. Then obviously our midfield, we were missing Loffelson. And I honestly think just him and Pablo Ruiz will be the two starters. So we didn't have either of our defensive minded midfielders last night, which really showed. And then you can even argue up top, like, once Rubio Rabin is like fully fit, I guess you would say, I guess he would probably start, but that's kind of the debate. Um, for you guys, <laughs> I'll start with you, Don. Who would you rather start, Anderson Julio or Rubio Rabin? I think I like Julio off the bench a little bit more. I think his style of play and just who he is as a player really fits well for coming on and attacking tired legs. I think Rubin's more of a player who can kind of just float around the whole game. And then in a split second, he's a poacher and can get a goal. 
Um, whereas Julio, I think his pace really is like the main feature for him. So him coming on as like sort of like a super sub, that's where I'd like to see him the most. Um, and I know it's early days. I'm not going to just completely call him off as being our starter, but yeah, personally, I would rather have Rubio being up there um, with Julio coming off the bench. Uh, for me, I'm the complete opposite. I'd rather start Anderson Julio just because I want to see somebody have like a start the dynamic fast and set the tempo fast so we can get on, on the goal sheet fast so we're not falling behind so quickly like we saw last night with our midfield and then our, our attack. Yeah, what about you, Ross? Yeah. Um, I'm honestly, I would argue that maybe, let's see, Anderson Julio is probably a little better in my eyes, but mm -hmm. he just really can't ever play 90 minutes. And I feel like his speed is way less effective in the first 60 minutes of the game opposed to the last 30 to 35 minutes of the game. So in that regard, I don't think he's as effective as a starter. I think he would be more useful coming in late when there's tired legs. And also Rubio Rubin is also just like what you said, Don, a good poacher. And I think that is why I think I would probably start him just because he has a longer time to have better chances. And Anderson yeah. Julio really needs like a good creative play for him to score. I feel like Rubin is kind of just – he can do it himself occasionally. So that's how yeah. I feel about that. Yeah. yeah well, uh, I, I don't think either are necessarily in amazing options for us up top. I think we could have definitely improved on that position, in my opinion. Um, I, I would have loved to just have someone clinical up there who we know is just going to got that dog in him and is just going to bring the fight <laughs> every 90 minutes. Um, it's always tough when you don't have like a – guy up top who you know is going to be a reliable goal scorer um but that's just something we're gonna to have to work with um and i'm sure as the season goes on we'll find out who really is more of like the clear starter for us yeah yeah absolutely i, I think just the first few weeks of the season the first few games are just a time to figure out what formation is right who needs to be starting so last night was a good idea for that to see is caldwell a good player to start or is he one that we need to ship off to the monarchs, and yeah. <laughs> so there, there's there's a lot of things that we need to find out in the next few weeks with with Luna, with Caldwell, so all, all these young players moving forward. Um, and with that being said, what do you get? What do you guys feel from Carlos Gomez that we've seen in the first two weeks? Obviously, huge acquisition, biggest in club signing. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell just because he did come off the bench. And it has also been on turf as well these first two games. Yeah. Um, last night, I thought he looked much better last night than the first week. I'll at least say that. Um, and, yeah, I feel like that turf is really, like, I don't want to say a big issue, but it seems to be slightly. But I'm excited to see him at home next week. That'll be great. But he actually completed 10 of his 10 passes. So that was something I was really shocked by. Uh he had a good strike at one point, and then there was also this one pass I thought he missed outside that he could have hit Brody on that could have, I don't know, set up a better shot. And I kind of saw that as a theme yesterday. We kind of looked selfish. Like, there was also Rubio Rubin at the end there taking that shot at the side net instead of playing it back into the six where Gomez was wide open. 
and that could have yeah. been a goal, but that's a different conversation. But I was a lot more impressed. <laughs> he looked a lot faster than the first week, and I think he'll just get more comfortable each week. So I thought he played a lot better. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that we, we just needed to see was at least some progression. Would have been a little bit scary if he was just looking the exact same as he was the week before, where you can see he's finding his feet a little bit more. He's getting a little bit more comfortable. And hopefully as the weeks goes on, we just see that improving each more and more. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was visibly better yesterday. It's definitely like you could see it in his confidence, the way he was just moving the ball. I think he felt a lot more like he trusted himself the week before. I feel like he was a little shaky. He jumping into his first MLS game like that, be nervous for anyone. And so I don't blame him for having a slow start. I think we'll see more from him each week as it goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And with him being such a young player and with, with it being on turf, um, I think he, he'll get, he'll get accustomed to the way, the way that, they play here in major league soccer here in, in the United States. So, and it'll help with it being a home game. So uh, him training at home in the RSL uh, facility. So he'll get used to the altitude and everything come, come this Saturday. Um, and with that being, do you guys think he'll start this week? What are you guys thoughts on that? Should he start this week? Ooh, that's, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I, I was talking about with that with somebody last night at Kai and I think that he should um, just because these first two games with being on turf, it's kind of hard to start somebody on turf. That's the reason why they took Crylock out, out so early, just because you don't want to force injury. Um, I think he should um, have him and maybe possibly Rubio Rubin or maybe Saverino up top. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd definitely be open to having him start next week. I think the front three has definitely lacked a little bit of creativity. And I think someone like him, like Young, with a lot of pace, um, that's an amazing addition to the front three. And I would love to see that up there. Yeah, that seems to be our issue right now is really chance creation. Um, I mean, last week it was pretty bad, but I mean, Seattle last night, just really honestly tough matchup. I mean, they're 2-0 and with the best goal differential in the league. So they're the best team in the league right now. So not the fairest matchup, but I'd really love to see him, Carlos Gomez play a full 90 so we could really get a full representation of his game because mm-hmm. – uh, like, first game, we were kind of up 2-1. This was kind of just killing clock. So we couldn't really play to our full style. And then last night, we were just game was over already at 2-0 when he came on, pretty much. So I just want to see him from the start, see how he, like, injects himself into our front three at the beginning of the game to try and get the rest of the squad going, maybe. So that's something I want to see. Yeah, and it's it's good that we have these early matches against Seattle just due to the fact that they are in the same group as us for League's Cup so we can know what to expect because the other team in our group is Monterey and Monterey is right now crushing right now in Liga MX. So you have two powerhouse teams in our group. So we need to know what to fix moving forward uh, before July or it's going to be downhill in League's Cup for us. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a super hard group for us. Um, speaking of down the road, um, next week we got our home opener against Austin FC. Um, what are your guys' <laughs> thoughts on that? Do you have any score predictions? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be another tough one for sure. Um, they're a pretty nice team, but first home game, I almost can guarantee it's going to be sold out because we're pretty good at that, at the riot. 
So I'm gonna go with a two to one RSL win. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm gonna also have both teams scoring. I'm gonna go three one RSL though. I think we're they're gonna get us early, but we're just gonna stick in it and we're gonna get some nice goals. Um, man, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna hate me, but <laughs> um, because just like Seattle, Austin has a very lethal and scary attack with Drusi, Rangoni, Aruti. Um, but I just don't see us coming back. I don't know. But call me a hater, but I, I, I'm going a one nothing Austin win. Oof. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think Drusy, just like he, he's had has the first two weeks, he's going he's gonna to show something and he's going to score like maybe a game-winning goal for Austin uh, on Saturday. But I think, like you said, the right is going to have another sellout and it's going to be a loud crowd showing support for, for the boys at home. Yeah, it's going to be electric, and I'm super excited. And we're going to get to see the new standing area. Um, oh yeah, it'll be it'll be super fun to see um, and get everyone back together again for the start of the season. It's felt like ages since we've had a home game. Just these first two weeks, it felt like we've been on like a mm -hmm. month long road trip. I know, right? And and from what from what I've seen so far on the weather, it looks like it's going to be a cold one. So make sure you Oof, bundle up. Yeah. It, it, bundle is gonna, up. it is going to be. Yeah, it is going to be a cold one Saturday night in the riot. If you haven't already, buy tickets. Um, get get some gear as well at the RSL Team Store. Um, but that 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 is everything from us. Um, it's gonna so make sure you follow us on our Twitter page at RSL Sunday Pod, where we have all things our, for our weekly trivia and everything up to date with all things RSL as well. Um, but until next week, guys. Take care. Thank you. See you guys. Thanks, guys. See ya. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.